0: Hello, and welcome to the Asta La Visa Baby podcast, a deep dive into U.S. immigration law and its relationship to fictitious characters in television and film. My name is Shai Dayan. I am an immigration attorney with Gibney, Anthony, and Flaherty, and I'm based in Los Angeles, California. And joining me today, as he does for every episode, he's also an immigration attorney, He's also with Gibney, Anthony, and Flaherty, but he's based in New York, and he holds the record for most lumps of coal ever received on one
1: Christmas. <laughs> it's Mr. Roderick Potts. That was a great year. Rod, <laughs> How's happy it going, Chad? holidays. Happy holidays to you, too.
0: I am so excited for the holiday season, so excited for this podcast. It's, it's a big podcast.
1: It is. It is. This is a big one for us.
0: Not only is it a holiday special. But it's also the one-year anniversary that we started doing this. It was December of 2020 yep.
1: that we started the Asta La Visa Baby podcast. December 2020 was our, our maiden voyage. So, you know, congratulations. Happy anniversary. Shay. Happy
0: anniversary to you, too. Unfortunately, we can't go on a romantic dinner because we're across, you know, the country from each other.
1: Yeah, not tonight, but, you know, soon enough.
0: What have you learned in the last year about podcasting, about yourself, about life? I bet a lot. Oh.
1: Well, yeah, I've learned. I've learned that a lot can be fixed in post. Yes, and yes. <laughs> uh, and you know, we, but we've learned about O ones. We've learned about student visas. We've learned about all kinds of stuff. We learned about intercountry, or intra-company transfers. The whole and, thing. And, we've learned a ton. And
0: all the movies and characters all we got characters to revisit. We've
1: about we've done international terrorists. We've done car racing. stars we've done so much cool stuff we've done italian people coming from you know coming over multiple
0: long-haired italian men
1: fraudulently some of them some not maybe yeah karate stuff
0: karate masters everything
1: investment visas international spies today though we're going to do something that has
0: never been done before but let's let's hold off on that before we talk about that have you been naughty have you been nice this year what's what's your story
1: I think it really depends on who you ask. I maintain <laughs> I've been I've I've been exemplary my behavior, but you know it really ask yeah. a thousand people get a thousand answers. How about you, shy?
0: A little bit of both, like every great you know person in history. You got to yeah. have a little bit of naughty and a little bit of nice.
1: That's with it for every yin there. There's a yang.
0: No, you you gotta you gotta keep people on their toes. You yeah, know? yes. If that's you, what if I if say. You,
1: that's right. If you were completely good, it would be boring. And I don't want to be boring. No. Not in my nature. I'm not sure you could be shy, (laughs) even if you wanted to be (laughs) what's uh, rod. What are some of your favorite uh, holiday traditions? Holiday. So, I mean, one thing that I, that I love that I've grown to love, really just the holiday season, you know, as you remember, our office is based in midtown Manhattan. Sure. And, you know, just New York city during the holiday season is, is it's, you know, tacky and corny and filled with tourists, but I always make it a point to look at the tree at Rockefeller center every year I will always saunter down Fifth Avenue and just see all the storefronts. Saks Fifth Avenue always has that crazy light show. It's just it's a it's a good feeling, you know. There's all sorts of this city I like gets that. a city gets a little warmer. The people get a little nicer. Salvation you know. bells ringing. Salvation bells ringing. They're they're dancing uh, in the streets, you know. The, so that that I think is just my every year for the holidays. I tend to do something different, you know. I like spending time with family and friends and stuff like that. But I, I think like just the general feeling of the way that New York kind of embraces the holidays, I think, is like the my most, kind of my my, my favorite thing. The most year.
0: wonderful yeah. time of the year. Most it's wonderful no time
1: of the year. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How about you?
0: How well, about you? I, I think some of the listeners of this podcast have probably realized by now that I am a Jewish man. So, <laughs> so my Christmas, of course, is spent in the Jewish traditions of two things: Chinese food and the movies and excellent tradition I, and and you know us jews we love our chinese food and our movies on christmas day because really those are the only two things that are open and uh, we had nothing else going on so uh, that's what we did and that's what we do and i'm very excited for my chinese meal in southern yeah, you california get
1: your, you got your meal and your movie picked out
0: i don't have a movie picked out yet but um oh maybe the matrix maybe i'll see the new matrix movie oh there you go maybe
1: maybe sure. You could do anything you want,
0: Shaq. I have no no obligations, no ties. I'm a free agent. (laughs) Fantastic. That's why I love Christmas. I'm free. (laughs) So welcome, everybody, to our little podcast here. I'm very excited for people who have never listened to the podcast before, because if this is your first podcast listening, wow, you're in for a treat, an absolute treat. So Rod, let's just uh, go over the rules for everybody. Okay. We want to remind everybody what we do. So every episode, we focus on a particular movie or a television show that features a foreign national character living in the U.S. We are going to do a deep dive into the movie or television show, focusing on the specific foreign national character. We're going to use our immigration detective skills to figure out what the character's U.S. visa status may have been, what problems or issues the character may have had living in the U.S., and we are going to talk about a hypothetical consultation if the character came to us. ask for advice very important is that we're going to imagine that all characters are living in a 2021 u.s immigration world now as i mentioned before today is a little bit different it's a special holiday episode Mm -hmm. so what we're doing today is we're going to talk about one particular character who has appeared in numerous movies numerous television shows even commercials. So we're not going to focus on one movie, one television show. We're really focusing on one character who has done it all and been in everything over the years. This character, everybody, is probably one of the most well-known fictional characters. I mean, at least I always knew he was fictional. Uh, (laughs) One of the most well-known fictional characters in the history of the world. His name? The Santa Claus. Santa Claus. So... Everybody get ready because Rod is going to tell everybody who in the world, as if you didn't know, Santa Claus even is. Take it away, Rod.
1: Take it away. Uh, All right. So the character Santa Claus is a legendary character originating primarily in Eastern Christian culture. He's also known variously as Father Christmas, St. Nicholas, St. Nick, Kris Kringle. He goes by a lot of different uh, names depending on uh, where you are regionally. He's said to travel through the air by sleigh guided by flying reindeer every Christmas Eve, bringing presents to well-behaved children all over the world. He's also said to deliver lumps of coal to poorly behaved children, something I may know something about. Santa is often depicted as a portly gentleman with a white beard, wearing a big furry red coat with puffy fur collar and cuffs, red hat with white fur, black leather boots. He's said to reside in the North Pole, where he has a workshop staffed with elves who make the toys and presents that he delivers to children around the world. The exact location in the North Pole is a subject of some debate. In North American tradition, Santa is said to live in the Canadian territory of the North Pole. Each Nordic country, however, claims that Santa's residence is within its own territory. For example, in Denmark, Santa is said to live in Greenland. Finland has two theme parks, which they claim to be close to Santa's home. Even Belarus claims to be the homeland of Santa. In any event, wherever he's from, wherever he lives, it's definitely somewhere cold and most likely not in the United States. Over the years, the character Santa Claus has appeared in countless television shows and movies, just to name a few. The Santa Claus, Polar Express, Miracle on 34th Street, Christmas Chronicles, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You can name hundreds of other movies and TV shows that he's been in. Don't forget the Coca-Cola commercials. The Coca-Cola commercials, absolutely. The advertisements. And I know, Rod, I know
0: for a fact that you happen to be a big fan of Mr. Claus because last year, our uh, law firm had a company Zoom holiday get-together. That it did. And you attended dressed as
1: Father Christmas himself. I did. I attended dressed. I went to the dollar store down the street. And I bought myself a Santa costume. I had grown uh, uh, a pretty hefty COVID beard, which I yeah. still maintained. It was a little yeah. bit longer then. And uh, yeah, I grew the natural beard. And I thought, you know, I'd be crazy if I didn't do this. So I bought uh, the Santa suit and attended the holiday party as uh, as Santa Claus.
0: It, it cheered everybody in the office up. Loved it it love to see it. I thought you might be dressed as Santa Claus for this podcast, but
1: it's okay. It's all right. I yeah, there's uh the suit still has like is covered in bourbon stains <laughs> from last year. So I've... typical, typical,
0: <laughs> typical Roderick behavior. There we go. <laughs> so l- I did some research about Santa. I don't know as much about Santa as say you probably do, Rod, because he never came down my chimney. So I-, I don't know as much about Santa, but I do know this. Okay. I do know that the tradition of Santa entering a dwelling through the chimney is shared by many European seasonal gift givers. Okay, so for example, in the Christian Norse tradition, a guy named Odin would often enter through the chimney and fire holes on the solstice. In the Italian Befana tradition, the gift-giving witch is perpetually covered with soot from her trips down the chimney of children's homes. And then, Rod, of course, of course, the character of Dwight Schrute, from the television show The Office, he tells the story of a southwestern German Santa-like character known as Belschnickel.
1: Oh, judgment is nigh, for the Belschnickel is I. Yes, he is finally nigh. I am nigh. Every year, my grandfather
0: would dress up as Belschnickel at Christmas. He was okay at it. I am great. You know they say some people were born to be bad? Well, I was born to be Belshnickel.
1: <laughs> oh, Belshnickel has traveled from distant lands to discover how all the boys and the girls have been behaving this last year. <laughs> oh, too much strudel. So he's kind of like Santa, except dirty and worse. No, much better. No one fears Santa the way they fear Belshnickel. Wow. it's my favorite part of Christmas, the authority. And the fear. Yes, exactly.
0: Come on, Dwight, you're making this up.
1: No. This is a real thing. Belschnickel is a
0: crotchety, fur-clad gift-giver related to other companions of St. Nicholas in the folklore of southwestern Germany. Yes, of course. Okay, great. Seriously, you guys? Now you believe in Dwight's traditions when some Democrat looks it up on Wikipedia? Take a bowl and pass it down. So, yeah, that's that's Belschnickel for you. And, you know, Rod, I, I was wondering, is Belschnickel real? Is Belschnickel a real character in southwestern Germany? So I'm connected to people all over the world. I'm an international man. I have a really good friend in Berlin. Her name is Beatrice. And I I texted Beatrice earlier this morning and I asked Beatrice about Belschnickel and Beatrice said, let me quote, Beatrice said, ha ha, actually it is where I grew up. We called him Necht Ruprecht, but in the, but it's the same guy who judges you every damn year. I remember that I found a piece of black coal in my boot as a surprise. I don't remember exactly why. I only knew that I must have been really bad within the last 365 days.
1: <laughs> Getting the coal, actually. I mean, and not not even knowing why. What a, you know. Uh, you gotta a love. great morality lesson.
0: You gotta love the Germans coming up with names like Necht Ruprecht.
1: Yeah, I mean, we might want to, we might want to check that pronunciation, but yeah. Uh, I just, did my best. I love that it's a real thing. I love that Dwight's. They didn't make it up for the show. They found some obscure thing. I love it. I think it's great. great. Belschnickel. Belschnickel. It sounds made Uh. up, which is so perfect. So thank you. Thank you, Beatrice. Shout out to Beatrice. Thank you. Thank you to Beatrice.
0: A common rumor about Santa is that the Coca-Cola company is responsible for modern depictions of Santa due to its Christmas advertising starting in the 1930s. However, Rod, I found out that White Rock Beverages was actually an earlier soft drink company. That used Santa in advertising as early as 1915. Is that different than White Claw? Uh, all the
1: kids are talking about White Claw, and I think um, I think there's some differences. Okay, they don't they don't use they don't, they don't use Santa in their advertising uh, as much. Probably
0: not. Probably not. Right. Um, and then finally, in the U.S. and Canada, tr- traditionally, children leave a glass of milk and a plate of cookies for Santa. Don't now in, in now in Britain and Australia, sherry, beer. And mince pies are left for Santa Claus. That's
1: more my speed.
0: It gets even weirder because in Scandinavia, children leave Santa rice porridge with sugar and cinnamon. Okay. And then and then finally, you're <laughs> gonna like this one. You're gonna like this one, Rod. In Ireland, it's common for children to leave Guinness for
1: Santa. Fantastic.
0: <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna dress up as Santa in Ireland I a mean, little bit more. Yeah.
1: Let me let me let me dry clean that unit that that costume.
0: Well, that's my research about Santa Claus. So I, I really learned a lot. So Thank you, Internet, and thank you to my truth. Sure. Anything else? Any other facts? I, I, I think we're good, unless you have another fact.
1: I, well, I think... my understanding is that in the state of Ohio, there's a law specifically prohibiting the usage of sin as image. <sighs> in the sale of alcoholic beverages.
0: You are always one to be a stickler for the laws. So when you start your company in, um, in Ohio, just don't use Santa oh,
1: Claus. That's right, yeah. But yeah. It, shows, it does show that interestingly enough, sort of in the long history of Santa Claus, while he's been used in advertising a lot, there are certainly those who who still kind of want to uh, defend sort of the purity of his image.
0: Keep him pure, keep that man a pure. That's yeah. what I say.
1: So interesting.
0: Speaking of purity, we have to talk about immigration, The most pure. Sure. the most pure form of law in America. Now, now, now I want to just I just want to let our listeners know and give them a little disclaimer here. Okay, this is a holiday episode. We're going to be talking about the visas that a man who flies on a sleigh with reindeer could possibly have to come to the United States. You got to take this all with a grain of salt. Everybody
1: Sounds sounds a little far fetched.
0: Everybody needs to have a little bit of eggnog right now. Right. And just calm down and just let us let us run with this. OK, before, right. you, before you judge us. OK, that's right. OK, you're not Belshnickel, so don't judge us. OK, so 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 disclaimer and disclaimer is in effect. Ready? So, yep. Rod, Rod, Roderick, my my man. OK,
1: let's do it, Shy.
0: Santa Claus, he's not American and therefore he would need a visa to do what he does. You know, Santa Claus could just illegally enter the U.S. every year on Christmas Eve to step onto private property and travel down chimneys. He could do it illegally. Mm-hmm. But I kind of feel that Santa is a pure law abiding man who has some morality and ethics.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: so I think that that Santa would definitely get his U.S. visa status in order. So we got to talk about what kind of visa would allow Santa Claus to do this, to, to come onto U.S. soil, go down people's chimneys and, and leave presents for children. A tourist visa, a business visitor visa, extraordinary ability visa. Rod, I know you have some other ideas. I know you, you think outside the box because you're just, that's what you do. So give sure. it to me, Rod. What do you think?
1: Well, thinking about Christmas more broadly, at heart, it's a religious holiday. You know, there are obviously many, many aspects which are no longer religious. But at heart, since it's a religious holiday, I thought maybe we could start by looking at the R1 religious worker visa. I like it, Rod. I like
0: it. Tell us about that visa.
1: Sure can. So just real quickly, the R1 visa is a temporary visa meant to help eligible religious workers to work within the U.S. for a religious organization. The work must be at least part time, meaning an average of at least 20 hours per week. Uh, The religious worker must have been a member of the religious denomination, having a bona fide nonprofit religious organization in the U.S., for at least two years prior to the filing of the R1 petition. A non-citizen cannot self-petition, meaning a US religious organization must sponsor the non-citizen. And R1 visa holders may work for more than one bona fide organization at the same time however each separate organization has to submit its own petition for the individual
0: it's not a um, visa classification we deal with a lot but we are immigration attorneys so we you know we have knowledge about these things and and rod mm-hmm. what are some of the most important things i know there's a lot of things that the petitioner has to probably prove but what are mm-hmm. some of the like main bullet points that an organization must address when it's filing this petition
1: yeah so some of the some of the sort of the broad brush strokes the critical Things that an an organization have to demonstrate are have have to show the number of members of the Petitioning Employers organization, right? So that would be like the size of the denomination or if it's a specific nonprofit organization, the number of people employed there, et cetera. The number of employees who have worked for the organization in R1 status within the past five years, the job title and position offered to the sponsored worker, of course. They have to provide a job description for the sponsored worker as well an attestation that the sponsored worker will work at least that part time that 20 hours per week the specific location or locations of employment and also evidence that the sponsored employee has been a member of the denomination for at least two years
0: so these are just some of the bullet points there's a lot more you know it's not that simple mm-hmm. but these are some of the major points that we wanted to bring up and and rod if an r1 petition is successful how long is the R1 visa status good for?
1: So R1 status is, can be granted initially for a period of up to 30 months. And it took me a little while to do that math, but that's two and a half years to uh, to you and me. I'll look uh, at you. Sub- yeah, it took, it took some time to figure that one out. Uh, subsequent extensions can be granted for up to 30 months. Um, and uh, the total period of time in the US in R1 status cannot exceed five years. So Two and a half years. You can get one, two and a half year extension, and you know once you once you hit your five year max, you're done. Also, only time spent in the United States counts towards those five years. So, you know, vacation time or you know sabbaticals or breaks can be uh, can be added back to the end so that we, you get uh, the full five year
0: period. Five years is a nice amount of time. I feel like you could accomplish a lot in five years in the United States. I feel yeah. like you could. What about family members? Let's say the um, R1 visa holder has a wife, uh, Mrs. Claus or something like that. Can can the wife or the children, can they get
1: to the United States too? Sure. So a spouse or unmarried children who are under the age of 21 can qualify for R2 dependent visas while they're allowed to come and join the R1 worker, they would not be authorized to work in the United States.
0: So we have the groundwork for what an R1 visa is. And now what we have to do is we have to determine whether or not this is an appropriate visa for Santa Claus. So unfortunately, Rod, as we were talking about this, I Hmm. was kind of getting to the conclusion that Santa really probably doesn't qualify for an R1 visa it sounds noble that we would try to get this historically religious figure into the R1 visa category but mm-hmm. there's some things that are going against Santa wouldn't
1: you say agreed, agreed. absolutely
0: yeah, yeah. so yeah, so let's run let's, through him real quick. let's run through it and so well, i'll start off by by okay. just you know thinking about Santa what he does and and what's required so, Santa's only present in the u s, according to tradition, once a year for a few hours to deliver presents. There's no indication that he's working twenty hours a week because he again, it's just december twenty fourth for a few hours at most. Would't
1: you yeah, say? right? Yeah, because he it's a twenty four hour period in in theory. so agreed, one hundred percent
0: and and so so that that rules him out right there. Mm-hmm. There's more unfortunately going against Santa. Um, It's not clear to me exactly which religious organization he'd be working for. So, so we spoke about this. Yes, his character comes from the Christian tradition, and it's rooted in Christianity. But yeah. there are so many different denominations of Christianity. He's become really, you know, what's the right word? Uh, religion has kind of been taken out of Christmas. Who would mm-hmm. sponsor him? Which Christian denomination would Santa choose? Could he choose one? What would he do?
1: agreed agreed you know santa says is, is a representation more of the secular half of the of, of the christmas right. holiday definitely so so yeah it's a great point well agreed he's rooted in christianity but what you know what organization would sponsor him santa you're right is is non denominational he's you know, non
0: denominational I mean, he's a non denominational man
1: right
0: santa another problem you know for the r1 visa you have to specify in your petition the specific worksite location for your religious mm-hmm. worker Santa is a, a traveler. I mean, this man goes to all 50 states, all thousands 50 states. and thousands of cities delivering yeah. presents in a very, very short period of time. Th- there would be no location of employment for this guy.
1: That's right. Yeah well, no, he would be he would be working uh, on site, as we say, you know I mean he would, he would <laughs> the regulations are very clear that all the locations of employment have to be provided for in the petition. So you'd have to put every house <laughs> he plans to go to would have every to house. be provided. To the immigration service. That's a lot of houses. It's a lot of houses. It would be a a tremendous amount of paperwork. A lot of addendums. A lot of addendums. It's a tremendous addendum, yeah.
0: Another thing about the R1 visa and Santa is that it's unclear whether or not Santa's even passing through immigration when he gets to the U.S. I mean, all I know is that he has a sleigh with some flying reindeer. One of them has a blinking red nose, I believe
1: that's true that's Rudolph right. Yeah.
0: Rudolph right and um
1: he's not going to an airport he's not going through customs is he he does not he is not landing at JFK and checking in before no. he does the rest of his of his thing no he's no not. certainly not and then another
0: thing is that you know Santa's been doing this for years he would have eclipsed his his five-year limit even though he's only you know on U.s soil for for a few hours once a year I think over time the five years would have passed
1: yeah agreed agreed
0: so, Rod, unfortunately, although you you laid down the groundwork for a religious visa for Santa, he's not going to qualify for an R1 visa. Sorry, everybody.
1: Yeah, it's unfortunate. So I know so, that people were excited about
0: that. People were excited about it. But you know what? You can be excited because Santa, I'm not gonna <laughs> say he's an illegal. No, I think Santa did the right thing. So we're gonna talk about one other possibility quickly, and that's the B one business visitor visa. Mm-hmm. So when I was looking up the R1 religious visa on the US citizenship and immigration services website. It specifically said that members of a religious denomination seeking temporary admission to the US for brief periods may be eligible for B1 business visitor visa status if their activities are allowed. So, so Rod, is present giving once a year a permissible B1 visitor <coughs> visa activity?
1: So I would argue that uh, just entering the United States for purposes of delivering a gift to somebody would not qualify as traditional employment, is the way we understand it. Right. You know, uh, he wouldn't be garnering any remuneration, as we say. He's a giver. Nor is is he specifically rendering services to people, other than the fact that, you know, dropping a present under a tree. So I would argue that, that, uh, you know, sort of viewed in the micro view, entering the United States to To deliver a present is would be perfectly permissible under a B one. I I I think so too. I think Santa Claus
0: probably did it the right way and got a B one business visitor visa. Mm -hmm. The only issue is is uh, customs. I mean, he's bringing a lot of valuable goods worth a a lot of money.
1: Amount of stuff he's going to have to fill out some serious forms and declare some stuff.
0: He's going to have to do a lot of declarations. I hope that he has enough time to do that. Because the time and, is running out to deliver presents.
1: That's right, and and while entering, I mean, he's going to have this sleigh full of gifts. Yes. When he says, "I'm just coming in to deliver a couple of things and that I'm out," I'm sure that the CBP officer is going to say, "Are you sure you're not running a business here?" Right. Um, they, they might take know, him aside and look through his bag. It British. might. It might be hard to convince people that these are, that I'm just showing up to. I'm going to hand deliver all this stuff for free. But but so some,
0: still somehow a couple of challenges,
1: it. but. Yeah, somehow he does it. There are a few challenges, but I'd say that the B-1 probably, I tend to agree with you, Shy. I think the B-1 might cover his activities better than the R-1 does.
0: So immigration fans out there, Santa Claus lovers, Santa Claus is not coming to the United States illegally because we have faith in Santa. Even I have faith in Santa. And I'm going to say that Santa (laughs) Claus has a B-1 business visitor visa. We did it. There we go. We figured it out. And 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 Santa Claus is a you know a holiday staple, and other holiday staples are holiday movies. the The holiday movie industry is a, is a big thing. We love holiday movies. You and I, there's mm-hmm. nothing like watching a holiday movie. So I, I wanted to talk with you a little bit about your favorite holiday movies of all time. So um, can I start, Rod, telling you my favorite holiday movie of all time? Please go ahead. My favorite holiday movie slash favorite Christmas movie of all time, and some people don't consider this to be a Christmas movie, but it is, is a movie that we covered on this podcast. It's Die Hard. Die Hard is the best holiday movie of all time. I stand by it. I love that
1: movie fantastic i know there's a lot of debate as to whether or not it's a it's a christmas movie is it a proper christmas movie or does is it just a movie that takes place with christmas as a backdrop uh you know i i consider it a christmas movie i love it i i could watch i could watch it any time of the year it's but you know it's i'm with you i agree
0: it takes place on christmas eve at a holiday party it's the story of an american hero from new york uh you know for i love that he travels to los angeles
1: just like me just and like he, you do. I, do you identify with him,
0: with John McClane, with, the, with John McLean? Yeah. Um, very few aspects, but some, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's a tough guy. He's not afraid to throw his weight around. He's not afraid to tell it like it is. That's me.
1: Um, there you go. That's me. But, um,
0: <laughs> but anyway, you know, it's an American hero who mm-hmm. stops a, a, a German terrorist organization on Christmas Eve Gets back together with his wife. There's a Christmas tree. There's a Christmas party. Fellas, guys, girls,
1: animals. It's a Christmas movie. <laughs> well, it's it's a favorite of mine, but continue. You continue. What's your now, holiday movie? I was thinking about this when, when we were talking about this episode and sort of to think about, you know, what sort of holiday movies to bring in. I, I, one that I love to watch and that I, I try to force my girls to watch if they're a little less interested is the old 1960s animated The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. Oh. The Dr. Seuss The Dr. Seuss book. I'm I'm a fan of that of that movie. I thought it was a great adaptation. It's a classic of mine that I love to watch year you know year after year.
0: That sounds nice. It's it's a cartoon, yes. Yep, animated. Yeah, animated cartoon. So so speaking of animation, my my second favorite holiday movie of all time is also an animated movie, and um, it's not what you're thinking. One of my favorite holidays is Passover. I'm a big fan of Passover. It's the story of how, um, you know, us us Hebrews, we we escaped bondage and we ended up uh, in the land of Israel. We departed Egypt. And in the 80s and the 90s, there was this um, animated claymation movie that they used to show to us in Hebrew school. It's called the Animated Haggadah. And it's a claymation version of basically the story of Passover, the Jews' exodus from Egypt. And it's really fun. I need... I need to watch this. I need to Yeah. All my fellow Hebrew school guys and girls out there who went to Hebrew school in the late eighties and the early nineties, you'll know what I'm talking about. So you can go on YouTube and watch it. The animated Haggadah.
1: I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to check it out. Definitely. And,
0: any, any other holiday, uh,
1: uh, you know, sort of the, the long list of, of Christmas movies. You know, of course, of course. Home Alone 2, a, of course. a favorite of mine. You know, one of the ones that, uh, you know, the movie we did last year. Uh, Home Alone you know, 1 also, also. number Home one. Home Alone 1 and, you know, Scrooged mm. with Bill Murray. Um, I think year after year, the one that I always make it a point to watch is the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. So you know, many the, good holiday movies. You know, just, yeah. So there's there's a ton of them out there. There's always, you know... I could, uh, we could, we could do, we could do a two hour episode just talking about our favorite holiday movies, you know,
0: maybe, maybe next year, if that's maybe, what the people yeah. well, if you want to hear that, everybody, it, let us know. It, yeah.
1: If people are enjoying this segment right in, we could do, we could do, you know, we could, we could, we could do forever on this.
0: We do understand though, that the majority of you out there, you just love us immigration. So we have to stay focused and we have to talk yeah. about us immigration. We so we
1: the train. Yeah. So
0: let's rerail that train. Let's get back on, <laughs> let's get back on course. And let's talk about our hypothetical, hypothetical consultation with Santa Claus. You know, he's going to have to come to see us in the office, not on Christmas Eve, because he's very busy on Christmas Eve. So hopefully he can come mm-hmm. as a business visitor and he can visit us and he can talk to us. So I think there's some general immigration principles that we want to talk to Santa Claus about or that he'd want to talk to us about. Sure. Sure. So I think the first thing is, is that, you know, Santa, to get a B-1 business visitor visa, he's going to have to go to a U.S. embassy or a U.S. consulate and, and, and appear for an appointment. So what are some of the things you'd like to tell Santa about that, you know, visa appointment, scheduling the appointment, things like that? you have any any
1: real sure items? He's, yeah, sure. I mean, he schedules appointment far in advance of his intended travel. That's the general right. advice we always like to give. Double check the embassy's website, make sure he's got all the documentation that he needs you know, pay the visa fee up front, all that sort of stuff. You know, the standard instructions shy that you and I give to every visa applicant. Right. But, you know, he needs to go prepared because the B-1 visa is... According to the Department of State, the B-1 visa has uh, high incidences of fraudulent applications. Of course. Uh, They claim that there are a lot of fraudulent B-1 applications out there. So they look for this. And I imagine Santa Claus, you know, a guy in a big red suit showing up saying, ho, 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 I'm Santa Claus. (laughs) He's going to they may be suspicious, I suspect.
0: He has a really good track record of of departing the United States shortly after
1: he enters. So I feel like that's all true. the
0: years of him actually abiding by his visa status are going to enable him to get a, another B-1 visa.
1: That may, very well may be the case. But like, you know, the, so that's some of the basic uh, advice I'd give. I, I'd, uh, yeah. you know, he's going to have to show that he has plans to depart. Generally, right. when you're applying for a B-1, you can't just have it be an open-ended trip. Normally, you need a round-trip ticket. So you know some sort of statement that he'll he has a parking. private jet. The guy he's has got a private. jet. he's got a private jet. I don't know if he files plans, you know, flight plans with the FAA or whatever. But don't know. Uh, however, maybe he goes and he shows the stables where the reindeer are. And he's like, look. This this is where they live. I got to bring them back here. Or some affidavits to you know as evidence that he would leave. We'd help um, him with that. We'd help
0: yeah, him with that. I think that. so. Yeah. I as long so, as he paid know. he paid the retainer agreement, we'd help him with
1: that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we, could, we, could, we could draft all that stuff for him. And I mean, once the visa's issued, right? Yes. I mean, there's a couple of other sort of things that we would like to advise him, I think, for when he actually is prepared to come in, right? Like, yeah. What uh, what would you like to tell him? Yes. Well, I think, you know, first of all, he can't just while he's on his private jet, he can't just fly in and start to work. He does need to stop in at a checkpoint. Yes. Whether he lands at JFK or whether he stops at the border, presumably the Canadian border, and check in with CBP and and be admitted the right way. Get stamped, get his documentation.
0: This is a great point because, you know, maybe one day Santa wants to retire in Miami. And mm-hmm. um, he's going to want to be in the United States a little bit more permanently. He's going to have trouble doing that if he has a record of illegal entries into the United States. That's not that going to look right. good. So Santa, That's right. Santa, whatever you do, take the time, stop it at, at a, a checkpoint, get your passport stamped,
1: and you're all good to go. And he's good to go. That's probably the, you know, the first thing we want to say. We want to remind him. That with a B one visa, he's not eligible to perform actual work for monetary compensation. Right. Right. Uh, so no side gigs while he's here. Right. I don't you know, think he
0: has enough time to. Probably
1: he's not. But just so tempted If he's tempted to shovel someone's driveway for fifteen, but for fifty bucks, I'd say <laughs> we we advise him not to do. It.
0: That would be. That would be. You know illegal work couldn't do that yeah, under a b1 business better visa so uh, so i think so his track I, yeah, his track record again shows that he's not interested in getting compensated he's he's interested right. in donating and giving
1: last thing i would ask you shy i guess yes. the last question i have is he's, he's yes. coming in with with nine yes uh, with with well eight reindeer uh, I, I guess I'm, does rudolph make nine or is rudolph one of the eight i'd have he, we'd have to go through the whole song um <laughs> So, but anyway, he's coming in with a with a with a bunch of with a flock of reindeer here. Shai, do you see any issues with importing animals? I'm so glad. I'm so
0: glad you asked me this question because I think that the biggest thing that people overlook here is that every year he's bringing livestock, he's bringing Mm -hmm. animals into the United States. Those animals are they inoculated? Do they have the proper paperwork? Do they have their vaccinations? This is a serious issue. We want to Mm -hmm. make sure that Rudolph and and company, Prancer, Dancer, Schmancer, whatever their names are,
1: yeah, Blitzer,
0: Schnitzer, uh, Kugel, Schnitzer, whatever their names are,
1: Christmas on the the Jewish
0: reindeers, Schnitzel, Kugel, and (laughs) and 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 Babka, and Ira, and and Ira. So anyway, (laughs) we want to make sure that those reindeer comply with international regulations for for Mm -hmm. you know inoculations and that. Those reindeer are safe to bring into the United States. So lots of immigration stuff to talk about with Santa. And I think it would be a jolly conversation.
1: I think I, I, I would think so. By definition, I think any, any conversation with Santa is a jolly conversation.
0: Yeah. And I have a lot of questions about Santa. Rod, sure, I imagine um, you may. Yeah. Yes, I do. So this is going to be our overall takeaways uh, about Santa Claus section of the mm-hmm. podcast, the favorite of everybody's where we really go off the rails Rod, I'm going to shoot some questions for you, okay. uh, because because again, my knowledge of Santa is not nearly as good as yours. And some of our well, listeners, well, I mean, I'm
1: going to I'm going to dig yeah. back into yeah. my childhood, yeah, and and try to remember the you know wh- so, wh- so wh- what was told to me at the time.
0: Here's some questions that this Jewish guy has about Santa Claus. All right, all right, okay. <laughs> How does Santa have enough time to go Excellent. all over the world, all Excellent over the world, question. in less mm-hmm. than one evening?
1: How does he so do for- it? First of all, he travels with the with the sun. Sure. But uh, really the answer as I imagine will be the answer to pretty much all of your questions is uh, magic.
0: Magic. He, sure.
1: He does he has magic. Yeah. Magic. That's what yes. it, that's... I mean it, it, that's how you answer the unanswerable yes. questions, right? That's Okay. So so basically
0: <laughs> basically I have got some questions for you and I feel like yeah. I know the answer to every question now <laughs> but why not just go through the questions anyway, right? Let's let's, let's continue. Let's do it. Let's, let's do it. Um how does Santa get all those toys into the sleigh? Cause we're talking about millions of, of presents mm-hmm. and, and yep. does he go back to his home base to get more presents or does he just load the sleigh with all the presents in one little yeah. bag?
1: So I think there are a couple of movies that have actually addressed this Yes, holiday movies, Santa Claus movies. And I think that they, that they basically like the, the, the sack, all the presents are in a sack that he carries over his shoulder, uh-huh. and that sack is enchanted in some way. So whatever he wants to pull out of that sack, like a magician with the rabbit uh-huh. out of a hat, like that, it it's in there. The sack looks like it's full, but it's just you know, it's not. It's it's never ending. Where it's can like you a, get like a clown car sort of?
0: Where can you get one of these sacks? Because it sounds like it would come in handy for a person like me.
1: It's got to be at the North Pole. Oh You, gotta, my... you probably got to get up there. Okay. Or so... you go to Belarus, or you know, place, wherever he lives.
0: So I'm thinking. Let me write this down. Answer number two: yeah. magic. Ready magic. For, for... More. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> Question number three. This is a good one. What happens when a house has
1: no chimney? So I always wondered this is I when when I was a kid because uh, you know people who live in apartment buildings. How does Sandy get in there? I've never known this. I live in an apartment now. Yeah. This is way in. He does uh, it. I got no chimney, but but, but uh, he finds his way. Know, he finds his way. I don't, magic. I, I don't know. <laughs> magic. He, I, I think it might be magic. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: well, this question cannot be magic. The answer to this question cannot be magic. And and this is what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does Santa Claus deal with the heat of the Southern Hemisphere, wearing all that attire and packing all those pounds? He's got to be
1: schwitzing a little bit. I. He's got to be. I, my, my only question is that, you know, he might drop the coat and pop the pants off. Uh When he goes uh, into the warmer climes, and he's got a tank top and 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 board shorts, yeah, and a bathing suit, and he's he's I don't know, you know, and he looks like just some guy on Miami Beach, you know. Why can't there be a movie about Santa in Brazil where we see Santa wearing the tank top and the board shorts? So there is, uh, there isn't a movie about Santa in Brazil, but there's a there's a movie I think it's a I think it came out last year on Disney Plus called Noel which is sort of a reimagining of Santa as Santa Claus passing the baton to his children one of his oh. children so he's got two children a, a, a son and a daughter and and they're they're trying to help the son become the new Santa Claus and the son has a freak out and he goes to I think it's Arizona uh-huh. and his sister Noelle, comes to find him there and they keep talking about how oh, it's so hot so know? hot and so uh you know it is it is uh, that this this idea is dealt with to a certain extent in the, in the film, Noel and Disney plus.
0: I'm glad, I'm glad it's dealt with. Cause it's important that, that it starts to get dealt with. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. How does Santa avoid getting caught by the kids? Cause I imagine as a kid, you probably stayed up trying to catch him. I'm sure your daughters do the same thing. How does Santa mm-hmm. stay away from getting caught? Not even one time.
1: So there are some other movies where kids do see Santa and oh. uh, you know I the, the, the song, I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. Underneath that's, the naughty. that's naughty so that's not yeah that's it's a that's a you know exciting household mm. um yeah i don't i'm not uh you know it, it's not it's santa I, I think santa is okay being seen by children he, he oh he tells really them to be, he tell- yeah it's maybe it may get into sort of creepy territory okay. but he'll, you know he'll he'll shush them interesting you know, shush, be quiet you don't see anything and then um According to legend that I was told when I was a child, what I what I remember believing as a child is that he would uh, take his index finger, rub his nose, and magically uh, again magic. uh, make his way up the chimney <laughs> out of the house.
0: It's all about magic. That's what I all learned. About magic. It's yeah. About magic. When you don't have the answers, it's all about magic. That's that's yeah. well, what I love. I love. I love
1: it. it. At, yeah, well, at its heart, it's a religious holiday, right? So <laughs> there has to be some, some some element of the supernatural in here. Some
0: yeah. some element. And and speaking of religion. Let me ask you this, Rod. What does Santa think of Hanukkah? What, is his, what does he think of Hanukkah, my holiday?
1: So you mentioned this before. You, you mentioned this before to sort of think about it, to say, you know, that's, that's in, in our discussion. And I was thinking, you know, given that the the origins of Hanukkah, right, is a, is a real uh, survival story. You know, the story of these, sure. I don't want to hash out the whole thing, but right. It, survival stories yes. of people hiding out and they have one night's worth of oil to, to, to light the to to, to light, light the, the lamps, menorah yeah to light the menorah and they make it uh last for, it for eight. eight it lasts for eight nights so um you know probably through uh magic magic uh, and
0: uh <laughs> we have magic too it's not just we have, you, magic, but we yeah, have it also. that's right
1: there's there's magic for everyone but you know hanukkah over the so you know i think that santa his character is dedicated to goodwill and peace on earth. Yes, and I think he would uh, groove on the Hanukkah story, even though it does take place uh, during a, a battle. Right? Am it's, I not? wrong Yeah. About well,
0: that? yes. It's it's uh, it's uh, like many of our stories. It's all about the uh, the overcoming of persecution. For some reason, <laughs> uh, our people get persecuted a lot, but
1: uh, we overcome. Exactly. I think the concept of overcoming persecution, I think, is something Santa can groove on. And Hanukkah, of course, has has evolved over the years to be a, a gift giving holiday. It much has like been. Christmas. Yes. It has it's a very secular nature, a very secular aspect to it as well. Right. And I think, you know, it's a, it's a children's holiday largely, although mm-hmm. everybody celebrates anyone of any yeah. age. And I think that, uh, you know, because it's a children-focused gift-giving holiday, I think Santa's focus is uh, making children happy. And I think that he'd be perfectly happy to see Hanukkah in its in its current form, knowing that, you know, it brings families together. It makes kids happy. It, it's, what? It's, it's it's same kind of vibe—the warm gift-giving <laughs> holiday vibe. Bro, I think this you might on it.
0: this might be the most beautiful speech you've ever given. I, right you. now, Thank I'm you, I'm, I'm touched. I, I I can't believe it. I've I've come away from this episode of the podcast with a greater appreciation for Santa Claus because um, I'm gl- I'm glad. Yeah, it's not something you know that, that was part of my traditions, and I've learned a lot about him. And now, you know. Um, he's not just the coca-cola character for me he's 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 about warmth acceptance and uh Mm -hmm. and and cheer and that's all we love
1: we love cheer that's yeah that's that's he's all about self-fulfillment happiness that's what that's what santa wants
0: don't get me wrong i'm still gonna eat my chinese food on christmas but uh as you should as 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 you
1: absolutely should but
0: i have a greater appreciation
1: so thank you for that rod i'm glad you do (laughs) shy
0: well This has been a wonderful holiday episode for all the people out there who might be listening for the first time. If you have not done so already, please subscribe to the podcast, rate us, review us. It would mean a lot to us for the holidays. That's the present you could give
1: to us. It would be lovely. It would be lovely. And if if you need to find us and subscribe, you're already listening to us. So you found us somewhere. But, you know, feel free to find us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Amazon, (laughs) And et, and et
0: cetera, et cetera. We're on et cetera, too. We love to hear from our fans, from anybody who has something to say. If you have ideas about future episodes, movies that you want to see us to do, characters that you want to see us do, let us know. You can contact us and we have an email address. Rod, what is that
1: email address? That email address is astalavisa at Gibney.com. That's H-A-S-T-A-L-A-V-I-S-A at dot
0: This is the last episode of 2021, quite the year, interesting year. And 2022, you know, is going to be another great year for the Asta La Baby podcast. Just to Mm -hmm. whet your appetite out there, we've got, we're not going to tell you what January's episode is going to be just yet, but let me tell you what we're thinking about for 2022. Uh, We're going to do Coming to America. We're going to do Ghostbusters 2. We're going to do Borat. We're going to do The Birdcage, How I Met Your Mother. Air Force One, Silicon Valley, The Queen's Gambit—we've got ideas. We've got up the wazoo. A lot
1: of great, a lot of fun coming up for 2022. Any uh, New Year's resolutions, Rod? Yeah, cleaning my apartment probably, keeping it a little more organized. (laughs) That's good. That's good. I've I've had the same New
0: Year's resolution for the last few years. It hasn't worked. What's that? My New Year's resolution has been um, for other people to be nicer to me, Mm. but but I've told that resolutions should be things that you have control over. So I think I'm going to have to amend my resolution for this year. Although I still think people should be nicer to me for the new year. So sure. although you're lovely with me,
1: let's, let's, let's be honest. Well, that's, you know, we, 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 have a nice simpatico thing going. We
0: do. We do. Well, anyway, Rod, happy holidays, you know, happy holidays to you too. Sean. Happy new year. Uh, it's been a great year. I can't wait to do it again in 2022. Yep. And, and Rod, until next time.
1: Hasta la visa, baby.